0: For some weeks now, on Sundays, we've been on the subject of the Lord my healer, the Lord my healer. Exodus 15, 26 being our main text, the last part of it says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that heals thee. You know, once in a while you'll hear people say, oh, I don't believe in all that healing stuff. There's no such thing as an intelligent person who doesn't believe in healing. say, say, what? You heard me. No such thing as an intelligent person. Why? They say, I don't believe in healing. Did you ever skin your knee or scrape your elbow? Yeah, yeah. Back years ago, I fell off my bike and I, well, how about it now? Let's see it. Oh, no, it's healed. It's what? <laughs> it's what? Healed. Well, I'm not talking about that kind of healing. There's just one kind of healing. <laughs> There's just one kind of healing. There are different degrees of it. God created man and he put healing in the body for maintenance and under most conditions your body will repair itself it's amazing we thank God for doctors and nurses and good people in the medical profession I I believe a man or woman can be called to that profession just like I'm called to preach but no doctor can heal you not a one They might be the most brilliant, amazing surgeon on the planet, and they might do a procedure on you, and it might be perfection, but that didn't heal you. When they get through, now you need to heal. Can you see that? God put healing in your body, and from that same source is more. He can increase the healing working in you, twofold. Five-fold, ten-fold, a hundred-fold. And when you get to some of these degrees of healing, that's when you see things happen instantly. You, There's so much healing work in there that it just happens in a moment. Somebody say, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. for being my healer. Being my healer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is the healer. He's always been the healer. Without him, your skint knee would not heal up. There'd be no need to heal. <laughs> Brother Hagan said in an experience he had with the Lord one time that he told him, he said, anytime any of my people have any types of procedures or operations, he said, ask me to speed up the healing process working in their body. Is everybody listening? Yes. Use it for yourself. Use it for your family and friends. anytime. time there's any kind of an operation, any kind of a procedure, ask the Lord. Give him a right to get involved to a greater degree. You know, somebody breaks a bone, let's say. Somebody has an injury. You know that if their body is healthy over X amount of time, certain amount of period of time, it should heal up normally. But the Lord can increase that. And he will. If you ask him to, you have not. Not because he doesn't want to do it or he can't do it, but because you don't ask. So uh, ask him. He he said the Lord told him, said anytime any of my people have a procedure, have an operation, ask me to speed up. Hallelujah. The healing process, increase it and speed up the healing process working in their body. Don't forget that. Remember that and do it. In... uh, Psalm 103. We notice this. He's verse one said, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits." Don't you like that s on the end? Amen. Benefits. Yes, you know I do. If you've been around here, you hear me. Talk about it. Hallelujah. We even believe God for equipments. That's right. <laughs> Houses, buildings, uh, lands, uh, equipments. uh, Don't write me any English letters. (laughs) Benefits. Benefits. And he begins a a short list of some of the benefits. Verse uh, 3, benefit number 1. Who forgives all thine iniquities? Most church-going people. Will without hesitation agree with this? Will God forgive you of all sins, all iniquities, all transgressions? They'll say, oh, yes, 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 yes. But the next part, you'll lose three-fourths of the crowd who heals all your diseases. Will dissolve all mean something different in the part B of the verse than it means in part A of the verse? I assure you it doesn't. It's the same thing. People will say, well, yeah, but you know, sometimes God says yes, sometimes he says no, sometimes he says wait a while. What verse is that? <laughs> what scripture is that you're talking about? Sometimes God's teaching you something through the sickness. Where's that at? Where's that at? That's men's ideas That's right. that people have come up with to explain why things didn't happen. Uh-huh. Come on. Amen. But here's the thing. Are there a lot of people who haven't received forgiveness? Yeah. Yeah. Does that change the fact that He will forgive all iniquities? Doesn't change the fact. Are there people that hadn't been healed? Obviously. Does that change the fact that He heals all diseases? No, just because it's available doesn't mean it's received. But thank God the truth is the truth, and the truth will make you free. And He is. The forgiver of all iniquities and the healer of all diseases and my healer. And your healer? Somebody said the Lord is my healer and he heals all my diseases. Is this just me waving my hands or an excited preacher or is that scripture? Is that Psalm 103 verse 3? And that's one of many. Now, if you would go with me, you're there in the Psalms, go over to Psalm 107, 107 in verse 20. Isn't the Lord good to us? To feed us his word, quicken us, help us, give us so many good things. It's right to be thankful. Psalm 107, 20 says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Here we see how he heals. He is the Lord who heals us. How does he do it? Well, he sent his word. He heals by the agency of his word. This is something very significant. Don't assume you know this because you've heard this before. This is very significant. Tell me, quote it out loud, said out loud, he sent, he sent his word and healed them. And healed them. How, how did that happen? Well, the, the chair you're sitting on bolted to the building you're sitting in, sitting on the ground we live on, exists because he sent his word. Yes. Amen. He spoke his word. We, we have a, a tendency to think of words as only communication. But it's so much more. It's supposed to be so much more. And with God, it's always so much more. When he speaks, he's not just telling you something. He's creating something. When God speaks, he's not just communicating. He's creating or he's changing. We know Hebrews 11:3. Hebrews 11:3 says, "Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed how by the word, by the word of God, so that things which are seen Everything you can see is made out of substance you can't see. Even in in our infancy of understanding of of science, there are people who have held to these positions a long time that there are different states of matter, energy, and then solid matter. But many have believed, even though they couldn't prove it, that matter can go from one form to the other. It can go from solid to energy, and it can go from energy to solid. This is not a theory, this is a fact. Because God, who is light, which is energy, and life, speaks words. That are light and life and energy, which become solid matter. This is how the planets came into existence. Hallelujah. Is it amazing or is it amazing? <laughs> well, if God can create stars, planets, bodies with his words, he could certainly repair A body with a word. He sent his word. Oh, somebody say praise God. Praise Praise God God. for his word. In Hebrews 4.12, if you'd back up a little bit. Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is quick. Now we'd, we'd, we'd say today, alive. Quick in the King James has the meaning of Living or alive. The word of God is alive, living, and powerful. The word of God is living and powerful. Another scripture said there is no word of God void of power. He didn't speak any powerless words. He didn't speak any empty words. His words... Have created everything, and His words will continue to create and change in you and I if we give them place and mix faith with them. Now, in uh, while you're there in Hebrews, go back to the fourth chapter, please. Hebrews four. Hebrews 4 and 2, it says, unto us the gospel was preached, gospel being the good news, being the words of God. The gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word, God's words, preached did not profit them. Now this is an amazing thing, that God's life-giving, life-changing, creative words can be ineffectual, can have no impact. If you don't do what? Did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. This is why people who say, oh, there's nothing to all that, you know, that Bible stuff and that Christian stuff and that faith stuff. That's there's nothing to that. Well, for them, there is nothing to it because they don't mix faith with it, and it can't benefit them. It won't profit them. But the power is in these words to change your life, to heal you, deliver you. Do you believe it? How did you get born again? There's been a creative miracle. Inside you. All things have passed away. All things have become new. You have become a new creation. In Christ Jesus. How did that happen? How did that happen? You heard words. You heard words. Words that other people ignored. but on that, And maybe you ignored them. In times prior to that. But on that day. On that night. You heard that word. You respected that word. You believed that word. You received that word. And mixed faith with that word. And the power in those words manifested. And your inner being was recreated. Born again. And now you are a son of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Which is quite something. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, somebody say, Glory to, God. Glory to God. It's like, you know, you learned in uh, chemistry, perhaps, that there are certain substances, as long as you keep them separated, everything's fine. Right? But your chemistry teacher tells you do not mix these two. Do not pour this into this. Don't. Why? They'll sit there, no bubbling, no moving, nothing. Completely inert, stable, unless, <laughs> unless, and until you mix them. And when you do, one interacts with the other. And power's released. Power can be released. That explodes beakers. And makes a mess. In the chemistry classroom. <laughs> or worse. But. The word of God. Is just this way. You can hear it. Ignore it. Despise it. Not mix anything with it. It's like nothing is there. Oh, but it's sure. If somebody will take. You don't even need a half beaker. Of faith. You can have a mustard seed. Speck. Of faith. In the bottom of your beaker. Little bitty speck. Mustard seed size. It's potent stuff, brother. Potent stuff. And mix it. With the word of God, whoosh, Thank you, Jesus. can blow the devil away. Amen. Can blow disease away. Can blow depression away. Do you believe it, saints? Yes, sir. Hallelujah. <laughs> First Thessalonians two. Would you go there, please? First Thessalonians, second chapter. I can already see this is bigger than I thought it was. (laughs) Thought I was going to get through all this today, but can you come back next week? 1 Thessalonians 2 and 13. He says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God which you heard of us, you received it not. As the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh. So we're talking about when you mix things together, there's a working. It works also in you that believe. This reveals why the word works in some people and not in others. Why it produces results in some and not in many others. Why? Why is it working effectively and powerfully in them? We know they believe it. He said, in you that believe. But notice, when you receive the word of God, which you heard of us, you didn't receive it as the word of men. You received it as the word of God. And it is in truth the word of God. I'm leaving for Revelation. Are you? Yes, sir. This is such a big deal. How you esteem God's things determines what kind of effect, if any, that it has in your life. If you go, oh, you know, how how was how was church today? Oh, it was fine. Our little preacher preached a good little message. (laughs) without meaning to what are they telling you wasn't much much to it you know we checked the box and said we went to church (laughs) and that's why so many are so bored and see such uh, no reason that's why so many don't pray they don't go to church they don't read their Bibles. Why? Why should you? What good will it do? If you don't mix any faith with it, none. It won't do any good. Oh, but the power's there. It's sitting there. Hallelujah. It's inert, it's inactive, but it's there. It's all right there. And if you are mixing faith with it, it'll be revealed by your countenance, by your tone. I've asked you many times, how can you tell you're in faith about something? How can you, how can you tell? <laughs> Phyllis will tell you, I ask her what just about every day, what are we excited about? What are we excited about? Why? Because if I'm not excited about something, I'm not in faith about it. I'm just bumping along, not mixing any faith with the Word of God, not releasing any power. So, when you read your chapter, as all good Faith Life family people do, right? Because everybody at Faith Life Church reads their chapter every day, Monday, Monday through Friday this is widely known well, what determines what you're going to get out of it oh come on y'all hurry up we got to read our chapter come on come on come on okay alright good let's go any excitement in any of that no so you didn't mix a lick of faith with it so how much power was released none and whose fault is that? Yours. Yours. You have to stir yourself up, because we live down here in the flesh. That's right, this flesh. And the flesh—if <laughs> you yield to the flesh—you will just get lazier and lazier and lazier, and your mentality will be, "So what? Big deal. Whatever." And you'll be unhappy, and you'll be unfulfilled, and it'll be your fault entirely. No, you got to stir yourself up. Everybody say, stir yourself. You got to stir yourself up, and you got to say, praise God, here's his word. His word's full of life. His word's full of light, and power, and healing, and wisdom. And we're going to get some good things right now. Come on, can you see this? What am I doing? I'm I'm about to pour something out of the other beaker into this. Can you see this? We're going to get the word of God is coming off the page. It's coming in my heart. It's coming in my mind. It's going to work in my body. Some good things are about to happen right now. And you read it in faith, in expectation, and it will. It will. You'll get light. You'll get answers. You'll get quickened because it's all there. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. He said, because you received it as the word of God. How excited would you be if you knew for a fact in about 15 minutes, Jesus is going to come in here <laughs> and he's going to talk to you and tell you some things for the next 30 minutes. You wouldn't be saying, I hope I can stay awake. Right? Well, does he speak to us? By his spirit? Through his people? Through his ministers? Through each other? By his word, does he still speak to us? Is it really him? It is. It's him. So it's a big issue of esteeming his words. Go with me if you would to Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4 and verse 20. When it comes to healing. He said he sent his word. He sent his word and it healed them. And delivered them from their destructions. In Proverbs 4 and verse 20. Anybody got these verses marked? If you don't. It's such an important passage concerning healing. He said, my son, attend to my words. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Now let's just stop right here. These are the directions for taking God's medicine. And can you see from what we've already been talking about is he's saying, give this your full attention. Let this be important to you. Let this be priority to you. Because if you don't, you don't just live in a vacuum. If you don't do this with his words, something else is going to be on your mind and in your thoughts, your, your, your mouth. And it'll likely be the problem. If you're attending to the bad report. If you're inclining your ear to what's being said negatively. And about the problem. Verse 21. If it's staying in front of you all the time. What bad shape you're in. And what you need. It gets in your heart. And when it gets in your heart, you'll be full of fear. You'll be full of anxiety. You'll be full of depression. Now let's reverse that. What if somebody's full of anxiety and upset and depression? How'd you get that way? It's what you let yourself look at and listen to and talk about. And what the Lord, can you see the Lord Is almost pleading with us. Don't do that. Listen to what I told you. Focus on what I'm saying to you. Right here. Right here he's saying. Look at me. The author and finisher of your faith. But the enemy is the master of distraction. He'll be saying. Yeah but look how you feel. Yeah but look at that test result. Yeah but feel your body. Look you hurt. You know that's real. And it is. We're not saying it's not. But if you want to be full of faith instead of full of fear, you've got to look at what He, the Lord said Amen. instead of all this other stuff. Amen. It is a choice every day of our lives. If we need to pay bills, we've got bills to pay, we've got needs to meet. got to make up your mind at what you're looking at. You can go around all day. Talk about how big the bill is. How much money you got to get. Have no idea where it's going to come from. You can worry. You can be, that is the opposite of doing this. Yes. He said. Come on back up to verse 20. What did he say? Yes. My son. <laughs> Do what? Attend to, Attend to my words. Let me read this from another translation. The living Bible says. Listen son of mine. To what I say. Listen carefully. Keep these thoughts ever in mind. Let them penetrate deep within your heart. For they will mean real life for you and radiant health. I can't think about how bad I feel and get this kind of result. I can't think about how much I owe or losing my job. And get these results. Let me read it to you from another translation. The New Century Version says, My child, pay attention to my words. Listen closely to what I say. Don't ever forget my words. Keep them always in mind. They are the key to life for those who find them. They bring health. ...to the whole body. Don't use your mouth to tell lies. Don't ever say things that are not true. And how many know that if it contradicts what God said, it's not true. It may be real, but it's not true. Keep your eyes focused on what is right and look straight ahead to what is good. The Amplified verse 22 says... For his words, they are life to those that find them, healing and health to all their flesh. Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance and above all that you guard, for out of it flow the springs of life. We should be, and most of us should be more than we are, we should be very protective about what gets in our heart. Because it's going to produce fear or faith. It's going to produce life or death. Brother Hagen, who's mentioned earlier, my father in the faith who's in heaven now, he was diagnosed with an incurable blood disease, deformed heart, and he was born prematurely and a lot of problems back in the day. And they said nobody in his condition had ever lived past 16 years of age. And, and when he got to be 15 and 16, he went just the way they. He became bedfast and couldn't function and, and was at death's door. And uh, he said nobody told him, but he just knew his answer was in the Bible. Here he is, 16-year-old boy, told he can't live, never really had a life. Going to die so young. But he he said something in him told him. His answer was in here. Hallelujah. (laughs) Isn't it amazing that all this healing power is in his words. And that so few are actually doing anything to release it. How many people have suffered and perished. With a Bible laying on the nightstand. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. He said something told him. So he began to look. He began to look. And, and he just stayed with it. Day after day. Does that sound like the instructions? Yeah. Don't let them depart from your eyes. That's right. Keep them in the midst of your heart. It's not because it's so hard. To understand or get. It's because we're in this dark. Dull cursed place. Yeah. And this. You got to push through this dullness you got to push through this all the distractions of the enemy. And he, and people had come by and, and, and his family got a little concerned about him and said, uh, you know, don't you want to read these novels or these comics or these other things? He's bed fast. He's there all day. What's he going to do? And he said, no, I don't have time. <laughs> don't have time. Finally, they, they got somebody to come by and speak to him and, and say, you know, do you, this this individual said, do you ever read any comic books? He said, no, sir, I don't have time. You ever read magazines? He said, no, sir, I don't have time. He said, do you ever read any, you know, like Western novels or this kind? He said, no, sir, I don't have time. They thought he was extreme and getting off. He didn't die at age 16. Amen. Or 26, or 46. Hallelujah. So many times I've visited people who've been told they're at death's door and and there's no cure and they just sit there and watch TV in the hospital room and I understand that but it's ignorance because they don't have time they don't even have time to watch the news. You see, people don't understand. They think, "Well, I've prayed, and you know, it's just up to God." No, it ain't. Just up to God. It's not. No, He told us what to do. Did He or not? Verse twenty. Come on, back to verse twenty. What did He say? My son, my child, do what? Pay attention to what I'm telling you. Incline your ears to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Say it out loud. Let them not depart from your eyes. This is how you get healed. You've got to keep it in front of you. Keep it in front of you because If you're doing it in faith, it's having an effect on you you don't even realize. This is not just about mental. It's not about just understanding. God's words are life. And they are light. And they are healing. And if you'll receive them in faith, it's doing something in you. It's putting faith in you. It's putting confidence in you. It's putting strength in you. That can materialize into actual changes in your blood, in your organs, in your cells. This is not a fantasy. This is how the worlds were created. Hallelujah. It's reality. But you get to focus in on the wrong thing. Something else will grow in you. 1 Corinthians 3, I guess it is. He talks about we are God's garden. God created us as receptacles. We're actually made out of the same basic substance that grows seed. And that's because God intends... That his seeds grow in us and produce a harvest. I don't think I've ever said it exactly like that. It's the truth though. I said it's the truth. His words, 1 Peter calls them the incorruptible seed of the word of God. He said that's how we were born again. Is by the incorruptible seed of of the Word of God. Well, all of his words are incorruptible seeds. But if you're not putting the Word into yourself, you're growing another crop. You remember, we won't take time to do it. That's why I said this thing's growing on me. (laughs) Jesus taught them a parable Uh, How the kingdom of God is like a man that sowed good seed in in the field. And an enemy came along and sowed tares. Remember that? And then when the, the, the good seed came up, tares came up too. And the Bible said in Matthew 13 and other places. Talking about the parable of the sower. That one type of ground didn't produce any fruit. Because there were other things. Cares of this life. Is that right? And and lust of other things. Grew up and choked the word. See we can grow bad seed just like we can grow God's seed. And the enemy is always trying to sow seed into you. He's always trying to sow a seed of fear. A seed of doubt. A seed of despair. A seed of hopelessness. Confusion. And if we let it in, it'll start growing in us. And if we let it be fed and continue to come in, it'll just grow and grow until that fear dominates your life, until that depression dominates your life. How many know a lot of folks need some serious weeding? Yeah. Is that right? We need some serious weeding. One of the simple things to do is if you cut off the supply to a plant, it will die. Quit feeding it. Cut it off. Quit watering it. Stop feeding it. Cut off any supply to it. It'll wither up. It'll die. We must not receive the bad seeds. And we must receive God's seeds. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And once we've received them, we gotta water them. I said, we gotta water them, keep feeding them. How do you do that? My son. Look at it again. Verse 20. My son. Attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do what? Do what? Verse 21? Let them not depart from your eyes. It's a battle. You got to fight the good fight of faith. When fear is coming on you, when feelings, when circumstances are contradicting the word and will of God, it's a fight. If you just lay and listen and look at what's going on around you, you will let these bad seed in you. And they will germinate. They will grow. You got to fight it. You've got, you got to put in front of your eyes. No. No, I'm not going under. I'm a giver. And because I am, it's given to me. Good measure. pressed down. Shaken together. Running over. My God supplies all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. you got to. But, but how many know it's not enough to just say that on Sunday morning when the preacher's waving his hands? What do you got to do? Don't let it. Depart from your eyes. Keep it in the midst of your heart. Why? And if you'll do that, they are life to those that find them. And health or medicine to all their flesh. Oh, somebody say praise God. Praise God. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Life to those that find it. The Young's literal says to all their flesh healing. Praise God. I want to read the Living Bible again. I know I read it, but I want to read it again. Verse 20. Listen, son of mine, to what I say. Listen carefully. Keep these thoughts ever in your mind. Let them penetrate Deep in your heart. This is how things get in your heart. By what you're looking at. Listening to. Thinking about. Talking about. That's how it gets in your heart. Mm -hmm. Then when it gets in your heart. It's going to start dominating your life. Whether it's fear. Or it's faith. Keep these thoughts ever in mind. Let them penetrate. Deep within your heart. Oh, hallelujah. I am so thankful for the Word of God. Phyllis was talking about this earlier, but this is what's made all the difference in our life. I know exactly where it started almost 40 years ago. In that little trailer she was talking about. We had a little tape player about that long. And we heard some words that quickened us. Words about faith. Words about our authority in Christ. Words about victorious living. Words about healing. Words about abundance. Having your needs met. And it man, it resonated with us. We thought that's the Bible. We hadn't heard it like that before. But that was not the end. We every day. I'd, I'd go to work. Phyllis would go to work. And in the evening we'd come in. And pull out that little tape player. We'd sit there till 10 o'clock at night and listen to it and go over the notes. Then tomorrow night we'd do the same thing. Tomorrow night we'd do the same thing. Tomorrow night and we didn't know it, but something was happening in us. Yes. Thank you, Lord. We didn't realize it. But the Lord had a plan for our lives, but he couldn't even talk to us about churches and ministry and word supply. We'd have fainted and fell out. We, <laughs> he, he couldn't even bring up any of those things to us. You know what he had to get faith in us first to do? That we could leave home from Mississippi and just take a trip. Just take a trip out to Oklahoma to the camp meeting that the ministry had. We didn't have faith to do it. it took what? A year and a half? To get faith to believe we could take a trip. Because <laughs> we just we, we had no money to leave town. We didn't have a decent car that would make the trip. But we begin, after about a year of feeding on the Word, what does it do? It it begins to put a vision of possibility in front of you. It puts strength inside you. But it's not because you went to a service a couple of times. It has to become a way of life. Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And after a year and a half or so of this, we were confident. We scheduled our vacation time. We made plans. We made reservations, and we didn't have the money to do it. We're operating by faith, and we told people we're going. We didn't have the money or the car. And uh, what was it? The last week, the last week before we the trip was supposed to go, people start handing us money. People handed me money. People handed Phyllis money. We didn't know how much we had until we were in the car going that way. And somebody loaned us a car. And we started pulling the money out and we had plenty of money. Plenty of money for the hotel. Plenty of money for the bills. And it was while we were out there taking a tour of the campus that the Lord spoke to us that we are supposed to come. But we wouldn't even been out there. We wouldn't have had faith to hear it. We wouldn't have had faith to believe we could go. And it could work except for that previous year and a half of his word staying in front of our eyes. Come on, can you see this? Of it getting in our ears, of it getting in our heart. And we get into the place where we believe God is real. We believe he's big. We believe he can do anything. He can meet your needs. He can heal your body. You got to quit listening to your symptoms. You got to quit focusing on the bad reports. If you want a miracle, you got to change the channel. Is that right? Change the channel. Get it in front of your eye. What? What? Himself took my infirmities, bore my sicknesses, carried my pains. By stripes I'm healed with long life. He'll satisfy me, show me his salvation. The spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in your mortal body. He'll quicken your mortal body. Amen. Hallelujah these kind of things must not just be ho-hum yeah I've heard that yeah but you're not mixing anything with it I know all them verses (laughs) you don't get miracles by knowing them even if it's just a speck of faith in the bottom of the beaker you got to mix it with this word Hallelujah. And if you do, how many believe there's more than enough power in 1 Peter 2.24 to heal everybody of everything on the planet at the same time? Ain't no shortage of power. Thank God for his healing word. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Does he still do that today? One of the more outstanding examples of this, I'll I'll share this and then I think we'll close. That I saw some years ago I had the privilege of ministering at Brother Hagin's healing school. We had classes in the morning, in the afternoon. And we'd have people that were there that had been given up to die. And we're there doing just what we're talking about. The whole thing operated off this principle. God's word is medicine. And so, there was a young man in the back, he didn't look to be over, I don't know, 35 years old. Him and his his young wife, I learned this later, I didn't know them. First time I'd seen them, they're in the back, and he is uh, breathing so laboriously, you can hear it all over the room. He's wheezing, and you think he's not going to get that next breath. And he's bent over and he's holding on to the, the seat in front of him, not even looking up. Now I didn't know this, I found out later, he was given up to die. He'd been in the hospital, couldn't eat for, I don't know, months. They're feeding him through a tube. Mm-hmm. And uh, that him and her both thought, why just sit here and die? They told us, there's nothing we can do for you. We can give you something for the pain. They heard about Brother Hagen And how he was healed. And they got him out of the hospital bed. And drug him over there. Well. I was preaching that day. On this passage of scripture. Proverbs 4. 23-22. God's word. Is medicine. And that he sent his word. And healed them. And the anointing was there. Now there was no fast uh, organ music. And ground wasn't shaking. Kind of like today, but the word has power, and if anybody will mix any faith with it, there'll be a release. He was breathing so laboriously that it it interrupted the class. It was, you know, it's hard to ignore. And and you in your mind you're thinking, is he going to get that next breath, or is he just going to die right now? But about ten minutes into the thing. I I noticed that I hadn't noticed that hard breathing, and he's looking at me. He's not sitting up, but he's looking at me. And in about another 20 minutes, he's sitting straight up in his chair, and you can't even hear him breathe. One of the most miraculous things. And uh, by the end of the service, he's sitting there just like anybody else and smiling his wife, tears are running down her face. Well, when the service was over, I made a line to him. I said, God's done something for you, hadn't he? He said, it's a working all in me. It's a working all in me. I said, what's the work? He said, I don't know, but it's a working all in me. It's a working all in me. And then his wife just burst out crying, just but a happy cry. And come to find out, He'd had cancer of the lungs, and it had gotten to the place, and, uh, and stomach too, I guess, and uh, he'd gotten to the place where he couldn't eat a thing, and they'd given up on him, and uh, he's, he's sitting there beaming. Rubbing his chest and his stomach going, it's a working all in me. It's a working all in me. What's a working all? Nothing had happened. Nobody even prayed for him or touched him. What had happened? The word of God had come to him. And all he did is take his speck of faith in the bottom of his beaker and put it in there. And it released in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. After talking to them, I saw they were very unchurched. So I prayed the sinner's prayer with me <laughs> to make sure they were okay. And then they went to the, I believe it was the Mexican restaurant across the road. That, that's one thing he said. He said, I'm hungry. And then, oh man, she cried. Because he hadn't been able to eat. He hadn't had any appetite. Healed by the power of God. Amen. Just simply mixing faith Is the Lord any respecter of persons? Has he changed? Tell me the instructions for this happening. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do what? Don't let them depart. You can't just do it for a few minutes on Sunday morning. If you really got a situation in your life... You've got to turn all the other stuff off. Act like Brother Hagin. I don't have time for all that. I don't have time for all that. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? For they are life to those that find them. And health to all their flesh. That's how God heals. He sends his word. And heals them. And delivers them from their destruction. Stand on your feet if you would. Praise be to God.